Well, hey, dear listener. Uh, welcome back to the greenhouse. Uh, we should probably explain uh, what's been up. If you couldn't tell by all my depression posting, uh, stuff got in the way. <laughs> I, I'm really not sure how else to phrase this because um, I went from really enjoying uh, consuming and making my own podcast as a result of consuming podcasts for years. Uh, shit like that. That I thought that would be all it took uh, to keep my momentum going. But as a consequence of, uh, you know, work. Are you seriously on Twitter while we record? Damn. I'm listening to you. <laughs> I'd be like, what else do you want me to do? My feeble, stupid mind just wants I, to look at things. I know. I. I also know the reason why, and I don't even think you need to add any excuse why have you been, been posting well. because i haven't that's honestly it. Yeah. <laughs> when's the next episode soon there you go i mean i, I want to get uh back on track to like our usual weekly release schedule yeah but you can only do i can only do so much yeah um better well, I... have quality over quantity well, this is Greenhouse Gaslighting, the show where you get neither. <laughs> I'm your host, Adi. <laughs> yeah. Asshole. Um, and I'm Sky. I've been here before. And I I also uh, live and love Adi. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. both of those things. Yeah, love you too. This is weird to do on a podcast, but yeah. It's going down in history, folks. He loves me. <laughs> Well, I don't really have, like, a schedule or an outline. I don't even know how long we're going to be at this for. Um, I'm kind of at a deficit, intellectually speaking. Like, I feel like one of the consequences of burnout is you just get dumb. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to put this. You you actually have a master's degree, so I'm sure you could speak to this. Oh, but it's yeah. like Brain don't work. Um, that's it. The brain don't work. That's, that's, that's it. No, so I'm I'm literally there and I kind of feel like with episodes 24 and 25, like granted, um, those, we had some really solid guests for those and it was a solid discussion and I really learned a lot. And then like immediately everything in my life just got busy. Um, so I'm not as sharp. But we're going to try to, you know, go through uh, current events on Twitter. The thing I told everyone uh, not to be on. Yeah, stay away from it if you want to yeah, be really sane. Yeah, really stay away. Really stay but away. Don't. We're already I mean, if... insane in the membrane, <sighs> insane in the brain. Well, I mean, let, let, let's... Why, why, don't we, why don't we address that point, right? Like, why is it so hard to fucking get off of social media? Um, if I really knew the answer to that, I probably would actually be off social media, but I don't know. There's, there's literally, it's, it's obviously the like bullshit serotonin, like thing is true. Like you get in, you see a notification, you don't even realize, um, that it's like increasing your, 
your happiness because it's so bull. Um, but I don't know. I <laughs> it's such, especially when you realize like how or you remember how new social media is, and then you're like, what did people do before social media? obviously tv what do people do before tv books and i'm like damn i don't want to do either of those i want to just scroll on my phone until i'm dead yeah i'm I'm not i'm not sure how to describe it right um because we're in a very unique moment of the collapse of the U.S. empire. I'm not sure how else to look at this phase of history, right? I mean, you've been saying this for a while, and then they literally come out. Yeah, let's saying, let's start with that. Like, <laughs> they're over here we saying... We don't have no money. I'm like, bitch, well, get in line. <laughs> it's like, was that before or after they gave me that student loan? Right. Uh, I just like how it's like, the U.S. will run out of money by October 18th. And it's like, yeah, so will I. It, <laughs> so will like ninety percent of the it's people. It's like, didn't I know. we? Didn't we just give Israel like a fat stack? Right. Like, how are Listen, we? Immediately mm-hmm. after giving them a fat stack, we're getting like, like, can we ask for that money back? Like, I know it's like awkward to borrow like someone's money. I'm pretty money. sure they could have produced that money themselves. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they are their own little military industrial complex that they. That they are They've got a great one. On they got a, as far as military industrial complexes go, my God. Yeah. Something to marvel. It's it's a baby America for sure. Like if, if America is McDonald's, that's five guys right there. <laughs> well, speaking of, I, I truly don't understand the we are out of money and then how much like everybody in the freaking world knows how much we spend on our military budget. And I'm like, we're not even in an active war. So why is all of our money going there? It's like, damn, didn't we just pull out of Afghanistan? Literally, like, we we should have an influx of money. Because, <laughs> like, why are, what's the... <laughs> how, do, how do you run the math on this shit? Like, is this... Is this what they were talking about when they're like, you need to pay attention in math class or you're going to be lost? Uh, well, like, is that what happened? Like, I, I just really stopped paying attention to math? <laughs> math never taught me to um, how to help the U.S. government. I, but the thing is, is like... The, First of all, they don't, they're not going to run out of money. They're, they're gonna never going to run out of money. This is, we, we live in the golden age of neoliberalism where like, you know, everything's fucking falling apart around us. But they'll, they'll find a way to print the money and pull it out of someone's ass. Oh, yeah. I'm not worried about that it, at all. It's it's quite literally just bull. There's so many things that they could do. Um, we can. <laughs> this was a nice little transition, um, but we could do like AOC's dress, and we could tax the rich. We should tax the rich. I mean, that okay, wasn't it, it's sarcastic. so we're probably catching up on like what. Three weeks of Twitter discourse. Yeah, my God. I guess it's just like the the most stupid I, I mean, things at this that are point, happening now. <laughs> at, at, this, at this point, like what? Everyone's everyone and their mom has ha- has made their take on AOC and the dress known, and you know I'm just gonna preface this by saying like I'm absolutely aware this is purely masturbatory 
the problem about talking about AOC is that it's just more endless culture war drivel. Um, and it gets you nowhere. But we're still going to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just like social media sucks and is a garbage place you should never it, be on. We're still it, on social media. It's a comfortable ritual. I think it's just like... It's that bizarre reality we're all in where it's like we're all slowly learning that you know the system that undergirds all this is fundamentally decayed where culture is toxic um dissatisfaction at the workplace is at like an all-time high dissatisfaction guarantee dissatisfaction guaranteed but like i'm just i'm not sure because this is somehow also like a really lonely, really isolating and just like sterile. I don't know how else to describe this moment other than just it's like funny because, you know, there's a whole ass pandemic, but if the moment feels sterile, um, <laughs> we're just like stuck in a in a position where nothing's changing for the better. Yeah. So, yeah. Um let's let's probably start there uh with the dress mainly because I had said last week I'd say my last comments on that topic last week and then here I am actually recording today. Um you know the invention of the squad is is kind of funny to me because you pulled um four you know challengers in uh you know safe blue seats but who stood against the orthodoxy of the establishment democratic party in i want to say uh, what was it 2018 mm-hmm. right and these aren't exactly the same candidate per race. You know what I mean? Like, Ayanna Presley is not the same as Ilhan Omar, is not the same as Rashida Tlaib, is not the same as AOC. They are just so drastically different. And and their districts are not the same. Let's also not, get there. Let's, they're not the same. The, the re, like, the freaking states that they're from are drastically So, I mean, what, different. we're talking about, what, Minnesota, Massachusetts, New York, and... Uh, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Um, Detroit, Brooklyn. Minneapolis. Minneapolis and... Boston. I, Boston. I think I don't. Boston, I really, yeah. I, I really don't know anything about Ayanna Presley. But like, all I knew, like from the jump, is like, I, I don't know. Like, she seems more on like the Warren side of this equation. But I think the 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 whole spiel was like, they're young, they're uh, people of color, uh, and it was very easy. I. The girl bossification, if you will. If I could describe why the 2010s was so horrible, 
it is the white feminist girl bossification of all women and the fact that we all need to be a part of this same like want to climb the corporate ladder and um be the oppressors and i'm not trying to be on my israel shit like i'm well, well let's let's actually break it down because you're, you're you're getting on a point there and then you just you just like trailed off but i think like <laughs> let's let's bring it back to the point because even i'm going to trail off if i don't get into it which is like what what is this uh media circus that's created around the squad how has it affected their politics and more broadly like what's insidious about it right and you're making up a fair point in that you know when we talk about white feminism talking about that infiltration of white feminism first of all this motherfucker over here fucking mansplaining white feminism yeah i think i know a little <laughs> bit about white feminism <laughs> being di directly um forgotten <laughs> for it <laughs> i just I, I think like i just wanted to reframe it in that like what it reflects is this kind of middle class incursion on the feminist movement in that like what are the real interests socially and economically of women in this modern feminist context and that, you know, that, I mean, we've expressed it with that meme of gatekeep gaslight girl boss. <laughs> but it's specific, we're specifically calling out a certain kind of terminally online, upper middle class, white person um, with no real connection to labor and no real connection to... Um, heartfelt experiences of discrimination when it comes to those of an intersectional context. Do you get my drift? Mm -hmm. I studied this in school. <laughs> so I, I completely understand what you're saying. Um, I, I think really what it is, is that it is easy for people to connect people of color, no matter what, into these small little boxes and say, this is what we are, this is who we are, and this is what we need to be. And no matter what the person of color, their background, who they are, what their class is, they will have different values. So putting the squad together as just people who are a little more quote unquote progressive, because I think that's really, that's the real thing that's connecting them. Not that they mm -hmm. are whatever, whatever, whatever. They are more progressive than the normal Democrat. Right. Therefore, they deserve to be in this smaller little gang of people but down to their politics, what they vote on, what they do, how they communicate, every single thing about them is so drastically different. And that's why this narrative of the squad is just so passe and bull. And just like, should just, these are just four women who came in during a similar time because of similar reasons. 
and they have completely different values. And that's why you don't see them all with each other, supporting each other's things at every single moment because they don't have the same values. Right on. <laughs> right on. But as the listeners probably wanting us to say, not only was AOC's dress just annoying, um, it was ugly. It was pretty. It was pretty fucking ugly. It did fit the America well, theme of, all, of the Met Gala, which I'm proud of because it was probably one of the only like outfits that actually fit the America theme. But it was ugly as fuck. I think <laughs> you weren't even cute with that, honey. So first of all, like I just wanted to point out that funny point of like didn't the dress designer like get in trouble for something? Oh yeah, for like like different type of tax evasion yeah so so much for taxing the rich there right exactly and then people try to defend her as in she's not rich she's only upper middle class and it's just like oh and i'm only in the lower middle class poverty section i mean everyone's downwardly (laughs) everyone's downwardly mobile at this point like if you're upper middle class you're rich joe biden literally joe biden literally said if you make 250k a year you're middle class okay i didn't he even say isn't it 400k i don't fucking know i'm pretty sure they they're using 400k as like the like top of upper middle class and it's just like I would like K. I would like one K. I would like a few Ks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I would like just to be paid for the value that I'm worth. And mm, I don't think I'm getting paid that much. I don't think anyone's. uh, No one's getting paid their value. And that's. Other than Jeff Bezos. But he's (laughs) not even. That's not his value. That's just the bullshit idea of what someone who thought of this amazing product should be getting because he's an entrepreneur yeah i think what the whole reason i really don't like getting into the whole aoc thing is because it turns into people's personal validations writ large and they're trying to project their view of AOC through the argument. And then it turns into, uh, I'm right to dislike AOC because of X, Y, Z reason, or I like AOC and you're wrong to do that because then you make me look bad. Um, and this is this is just especially frustrating because like, this is one of those topics that generates content controversy and clicks. Um, and I'm sure like there's, there's dozens and tri- and trillions possibly of just search results, podcast hours, content memes created on this. Um, but what I think people are trying to comment on and I'm trying to just bring it up in good faith, I guess, is like <laughs> good faith as opposed to bad faith, right? Am I right? Am I right, folks? Uh, <laughs> um, God, that was horrible. Thank God this podcast is free. Um, 
is that, you know, for a sitting member of Congress, going to the Met Gala with that dress is considered or is trying to be pitched as um, the right thing to do or something like really trailblazing. And I just, I don't know where you get that other than this kind of media trap that's been created around the squad since they came on the scene in that, like, there's all these cover articles, all these interviews, all these press uh, opportunities, um, in effect, that, like, a representative like AOC then doesn't even become like the person she sold herself as in the campaign or as the person behind all of this. They're now, I mean, effectively, yeah, like we have an age of media figures. It's not even like, oh, Trump was a game show president. It's like, no, like we have literal like instagram and twitter influencers in walking the halls now and it's the same thing with like marjorie taylor green uh any of the epic gun guys <laughs> even even the the classic squeaky voice libs do the same shit with their instagram lives you know what i mean and it's it's getting back to that kind of like sterile thing i was trying to get at earlier i don't even know if i'm gonna release this guys um where it's like there's the feeling me and you have which is like we're at the end of the day abstracted from the lovers of power we don't work in unionized workplaces uh we don't hold the ear of any influence and we're just kind of either consciously or subconsciously aware of like the fact that what we're saying is going nowhere but I hope at least that someone with the right ideas maybe or with the right access to power or whatever combination of those traits um, is going to strike at some moment and that's when you kind of unstick the gears and things start to move again. But I just don't see that. And even with people in power, this kind of turn to stardom as their job, as opposed to wheeling and dealing in, you know, Washington, D.C. backrooms, even if it is somewhat unsavory, you know, doesn't seem to be part of the job anymore. It's almost like this is managed by someone else. Oh, yeah. Um, I do feel like a lot of, I mean, it's that whole thing, like the presidency doesn't matter anymore. Every president is just like a puppet and the, it's usually their chief of staff or somebody else in the background who's actually controlling them. And I feel like that is party donors or whatever. Yeah. Like that's so true. And I, I think the uh, the most annoying thing about AOC is not only that she campaigned on not being that type of person, 
Um, but we're like, who is even, who's, who's your puppet master? Why are you doing this? Who, what is this benefiting? If you're playing this political game that you told us that that's exactly what you weren't going to do, um, is it for anything? Because we're not seeing any results. And I don't believe that the the people who are elected to do these jobs have no power, no matter what, who's the majority leader of what, because they do. Well, and that's, that's where this gets frustrating is like, we really thought that all it would take is to find someone saying, Hey, I don't care if I'm only in for two years, I'll fucking take the deal and like get out. If I, if I, you know, don't get reelected and they'd just be willing to spend all their political capital in, in two years. And then it just didn't end up happening. So trailing this upwards, I guess, to the iron dome vote. Right. And AOC choosing to vote presence as opposed to voting yes or no. I'm not I'm not going to make a statement about her getting into tears over it. Um, I'm not going to get into the whole is it performative or is it supposed to be heartfelt? Wait, did she cry? Allegedly. I mean, I don't know what, at what point, but there was like a whole photo about it and it was like a whole thing of her in tears. At this point, at this point, Chapo has gotten to it. So like. Trust me, we're already late on the scene. Why you gotta cry about it? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like (laughs) your decision. (laughs) It's like it's. But here's the thing. It's like the crying is politics now. Oh yeah. The fact that like you're a elected representative who could have voted yes or no, or even like have made a scene or like gotten the word out, whatever. And she posted like one of those like eight page Twitter like Instagram stories. Uh, say like you know explaining why she did what she did and it was again to it didn't it didn't make sense it was just it was it, it, it looked like um a very long way of trying to say like hey I'm going to run for higher office I can't afford to piss these people off right now and I think that's one of those things about institutional creep that doesn't get studied or doesn't get talked about. Or, like, maybe when you're in the halls of Congress, you don't even notice it's happening to you, right? But it's like, we went from, hey, I'm ready to get kicked out in two years if that's what ha- what it takes, to I'm going to hold my cards until I get to this position of power Except, nope, I can't do it then, so I need to hold my cards until this position of power, and nope, I can't do it then. And it's a game that people are tired and tired of seeing. Now, of course, people take it to extremes, and that's where you get the whole AOC derangement syndrome thing. And at at the end of the day, like, if you're just, if your whole feed is, like, when AOC does a thing and you post about it 24 hours after the thing is over... That's someone who's not well. <laughs> that's that's not someone who's well. Accounting for time zone differences, especially that person is not well. <sighs> that's really it. That's all I have to say about AOC. I'm done. I'm fucking done. 
I'm just like, I don't know what position you are gunning from in the future, but this is not how you get it. I mean, maybe if you're like Joe Biden. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. This is this is the way to get it, but not if you're. She also forgets how ethnic her name is and how that's not gonna allow her to to get beyond a. Hey, community. we had Andrew Cuomo. We had one of the top ethnicities. Oh yeah, we had <laughs> we had an Italian. He had to be creepy. Hey, 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 he's not a pervert. He's just Italian. Whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, whoa. hey, 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 hey I'm hey. just using my hands. It's my Italian <laughs> heritage. I still haven't had time to process that. God. <laughs> they didn't even let us process that. God, this they, episode sucks. They, they didn't even let us process it. They just gave New York a new governor, and then that governor's like, yeah. Y'all nurses that's unvaccinated, I'm going to get the National Guard up in here. I'm going to get expedited visas to get people from around the world. Which I'm like, if you think we have a nursing shortage, what makes you think that there's other healthcare professionals around the world during an international pandemic? That is Especially available? when you're not paying them shit. Oh, you know you're going to pay them like $3, tax them. This, this is this isn't the old America where like you know <laughs> you, can, you like, got a sweet deal when you emigrated here. You yeah, don't get like that the shit old anymore. America where you can actually like send money home like to your family. Yeah, you don't you, got no money to send home by remittance. Oh, like <laughs> remittances? Oh, you don't have that anymore. Money to send home? Mm, I thought you wanted to survive here. I think if you want to eat that ramen and stay in your shitty su- studio apartment with four people. You need to, especially because it's New York. <laughs> well, like, uh, imagine just like the horror of being like on a H one B visa. You get <laughs> roped into working at some fucking shitty startup. You show up to work, and then immediately the guy's like, "Oh my gosh, hey guys, uh, we're going under. See ya." And then now, like, you have to figure out what to do in america before your fucking visa's up and that's that's america or they can that would be a great movie starring kamal nanjiani i guess <laughs> i guess <laughs> the startup is just freaking dun, 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 dun. sun is shining in the sky we're under everything shred everything you no longer have a sponsor. There ain't a cloud in the sky. It's not raining. It is. It really is raining. Um, I would watch that rom-com. He will fall in love with a white woman and marry her and then somehow be able to um, get married and obtain a visa like it's fucking 2008. Um, yeah, they don't give those anymore. They don't do that. They don't. They don't. I mean, bro, forget forget immigration. You can't even re- you can't even be a refugee here. You can't be because a refugee. Like, I, it's like I don't blame anyone who comes you to the United States a, as a refugee. There's nowhere else to go. I'm so sorry. They for fucking you, kicked. They they don't even let anyone go to Europe anymore. They fucking, they don't. They boarded that shit up. So it's like, of course. And then the also, re- it's like, do you want to go to Europe? Well, and that's that that's that's the next topic we're gonna get into is Haiti. First of all, we oh didn't even get to go into the fact that, like, uh, wasn't the fucking president assassinated and there may or may not have been a U.S. Uh, influence? Yeah. And then that was just swept under the rug pretty fucking conveniently. They basically knocked on the door and was like, pizza delivery. Do, 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 do. 
Well, they didn't, they didn't say that. They said DEA. I know. <laughs> but then it's like, it, it, it gets worse. It just, it gets oh, worse. So why, why would the DEA be in Haiti? So I'm just, I'm going to say. Ain't they America? So. I thought you were American. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to preface this by saying like, I, I am not smart. As you can tell by the. I mean, you are very smart. I don't care what you say. This saying. episode says otherwise. But this episode says the world is shit. Listen. That's that's the name of the episode. The Yes. The, <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm not, I don't even know if I'm going to edit this. Fucking hell. Just free episode. Just Fuck raw you. dog this episode, bro. <laughs> This is going to come Sorry. back to bite me back in a fucking job application or something. Like. Uh, oh, yeah. So on episode 26 of your podcast. This is 27, I think. I don't fucking oh, know. Sorry. Who cares? So are you going to be raw dogging or no? Okay. Um. <laughs> what kind of job application is this? Um. You never know. Like the uh, the interviewing process is tough, bro. <laughs> Uh, so this position requires you to get into, uh, uh, you know, outside your comfort zone. Have you raw dogged before? Have you raw dogged? How much experience do you have? When raw- is the last time you raw dogged? How often do you raw dog and are you comfortable doing so if you have never done so before? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're going to hell or jail. Um. But yeah, back to back to Haiti. Yes, yes. So what I was trying to say <laughs> is like, okay, I am not a well-read person, especially lately. And I'm also like not in like the true anon level of research and craziness where like I can say authoritatively, I suspect foreign involvement here, 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 and here. Um... But this is one of those, you know, uh, instances where U.S. involvement is one of those things you are very reasonably allowed to suspect. First of all, the fact that right next to Haiti is uh, the Dominican Republic, which has its security forces trained by the U.S. So, so... Um, like literally ICE has offered to be like consultants for their border between, Ew. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not it's, offered has, what? I think offered or probably has been like what is, here. Let me offer my shitty services. I'm, I'm going to try to cite that. I'm, I'm really going to try to cite that because like there's just, there's just certain things where it's like, I wish I was making this up. Um, and then to top it off, like the, People who were involved in the assassination of the Haitian president were alleged to be Colombian. Now, if anyone knows anything about Operation Condor, the drug wars, or, oh, I don't know, you you were actually paying attention during the middle atten- uh, middle episodes of Narcos season two, uh, you will know that like the CIA has maintained an extended presence in Colombia as a base of operations to fight communism. So it's highly logical to suspect we just have JSOC style guys on, on reserve. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, considering that situation, 
And considering that level of destabilization, on top of just ever-present climate uh, disasters, especially these days. God, we need to get into that. Um, you know, people are trying to make it to the United States, which is fucking fair. It's the closest spot, and this is the country that you have good reason to suspect is responsible for a lot of this destabilization. So I would argue it's, you know, it's a moral imperative, but also a reasonable expectation to let these people in. Well, that would be like admitting fault. And why would America admit fault in any wrongdoings it's ever done? It never has and never will. I mean, that's one thing, but then it's like, then you got people just being fucking whipped at the border. Yeah. And you got, like, the press secretary, like, basically doing the, we see you, we hear you. (laughs) We're ashamed that horses were allowed to be part of this. The animal abuse aspect of this is just ridiculous. And we will never abuse another animal while we're trying to harm Haitian but, people. But it's like it's like all all that all that stuff aside because like I've I've had an so many field days just going off on like liberals are this, liberals suck. Like I I'm pretty sure I'll get back into the full swing of like that kind of cultural performance and how this kind of soft affect is used to launder uh traditional American power. But this is, you know, um, the explicit policy of the Biden administration. We literally had Kamala go around the world to tell people, don't come. <laughs> don't come. Don't come. And then, like, it's, it, I, I just, I can't believe that there was so much um, pain that was felt in the Trump years about like just how draconian this kind of uh, treatment of people coming in and out of the United States is handled. Um, And then, you know, with Biden, we were kind of promised that, hey, this is all going to come to an end, you know, and then it's just it's a literal continuation. Oh, yeah, it's it's basically um, it's Trump light. Trump without all of the added characters. I, I don't even think... But that's the thing. It's like... I don't even think it's Trump at this point anymore. I think it's just like... This is the... This is last, America. <laughs> don't catch you slipping up. Um, <laughs> but it's... um, It's like the last... This is the last cash grab. So it doesn't matter who the CEO is. That's, that's true. We're going out of business. <laughs> Going out of business. Going out of business. Every everything must. Go, everyone everything must die. Everything must go. Everyone must. And it's like selling all parts. But and it's including the fixtures. And and that's the thing is like, um, you know, to that additional point of like, you know, climate refugees. But then even the climate itself. I mean, we got New York flooding. We got fucking uh, this shit keep happening in in the Gulf Coast. Um, the wild fires that just keep 
getting worse each year. Right. And like I, again, I'm I'm frightened for the winter because you know, we in Michigan, you know, we're kind of used to these kind of arctic style winters even though they're not fun. But we saw what happened in Texas last fucking winter. All right. And like it's it's so going to happen again and guess what? Ted Cruz is going to go to Mexico again and be like it was already a planned trip with my family. My daughters had school off. Um, and people will still continue to not care. And all of the... It, it's a and, never and ending the, cycle. And it's one of those things where, like, this is as much like a infrastructure and public administration thing as much as there's, like, a climate thing. But, like, one of the things I really remember just having, like, my head beaten against the wall for, metaphorically was um you know this impending threat of climate change prompts us to choose Biden even if we have no faith in him and i think there was a statement biden made on certain oil drilling actions where he literally i don't know if he said it i don't know if it was a statement released by the administration i i'll i'll try to put the link in the description but it was literally like we don't find the climate threat as a justifiable reason to stop these drilling activities. So at, at a certain point, I'm not even sure how much longer I can continue like getting mad at individual um, cultural performances by elected officials if I can get into like Trump versus Biden or uh, all, all of this, this is like a kind of attempt to just really maximize profit for uh, for these big sectors that have the most money to make off of fossil fuel extraction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, before it all goes to shit to the point that even the president's like, fuck it, I don't care. And he can either take the Trump response of, nah, we're going to drill it. Or he can take the Biden response of, well, I believe in yada, 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 but you know, markets, America, uh, come on, man. Uh, you gotta save the economy. You gotta save the economy and then uh, we can save the planet. Come, come on, man. Um, economy first, planet never. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I usually have more profound shit to say or I feel like I have something more cogent but I got nada I really got nada today um I don't know what to make of this dynamic of power anymore I mean, it's very obviously broken, but yeah, there's no buts. It's broken. Let's fix it. That's top the down, thing. just top down. That's all I got for today. I really, I think we should destroy it and then put it back together. Parody satire, parody in the game, parody satire.
Sure, purity. <laughs> I might have to highly edit this. I might not. Um. In any event, I think this was, you know, highly therapeutic to do. And was at least, you know, good practice for when I do get the show back on schedule. But like I said, you'll get it back when it'll come back. That's yeah, it. yeah. Things should calm down soon, but... I don't know. Things have been rough. For everyone. For everyone lately. Everyone I'm talking to is just like... More and more is being demanded of people for less and less of... Of what they can be given back for Mm -hmm. it. And this isn't even about like... um, Just money. You know what I mean? People have already talked enough and at length about declining wages and benefits and all that. You can you can find better people to explain that that phenomenon from an anecdotal and a in a data standpoint. Um, just that sense of like. not feeling part of the world or like not feeling valued as part of something that's all I hear from people these days it's like (laughs) they kind of just feel expendable to their bosses or they feel expendable at their workplace and it's not a vibe it's not a vibe. It's not a vibe. It's not a vibe. Babe. It's not a vibe. Nine to five. Babe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's not a vibe. Okay. <laughs> um, you know... Thank you for doing this, babe. This was very therapeutic, but I don't know if I'm going to release this. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I think you should. Maybe edit it because (laughs) we are weird. This was all over the fucking place. This is why I do an outline. I mean, yeah, but sometimes you wanted to get out of episode. Guess what? That's exactly what you can do. Yeah, yeah signs of life you know what i mean (laughs) um anyways yeah the show is greenhouse gaslighting uh we will be back soon hopefully uh with much more to say and much more to feel Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at at Pod Greenhouse, or you can follow me at at Fibonacci Sniper. 
Um, we're on a whole ton of shit. Um, I would urge people to like, you know, follow us on other shit. Like, you know, subscribe to us on YouTube. That will really help inflate my ego. <laughs> Uh, if you follow us on Twitter, that's usually where, like, I do a lot of, like, the depression posting and, like, updates about the show. That's usually where I can communicate, like, hey, I might have this up soon. I might not have that up soon. I can usually do that best on Twitter. Facebook is pretty much just strictly updates. I don't even know if anyone uses it anymore. You know, like the Facebook page at your own peril. Uh, if you follow us on Instagram, it's just memes maybe some some clips for and highlights from episodes um there is a twitch i'm i don't i don't fucking know when i'm gonna do something again that's live maybe maybe there's something to be done i don't fucking know um Yeah, that's all I got today. Anything you want to plug? Anything you want people to know about before we go? Um. And they'll be nice to people. Yeah, be nice to people. That's really all we can do. Be nice to customer service. We're tired of this. Be nice to everyone. Yeah, I'm, really do. Be nice to everyone. You should. But just especially be nice like to person, like people, type of people. Especially like just the way everything's set up, fucking lately. Like, if you get to be on the customer end, on a lot of your interactions with service staff, just start being fucking nice. I promise you, your little inconvenience isn't worth your big outburst. Then again, you know, I'm guessing the type of person that listens to this show, we're probably just preaching to the choir. Yeah, I think y'all know. But if y'all don't, now you know. Yeah, yeah. If you if you are the type of person to like be a Karen to to you know service staff, I come on, man, come on. Listen here, Jack. Okay, I. I may or may not upload this. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.